Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen and today is August 8th. Today we're going to begin a brand new Come Follow Me block, which is Doctrine and Covenants section 88, which may not sound like a lot to cover in one week, but it is 141 verses and packed full of doctrine. In fact, Joseph Fielding Smith once said that Doctrine and Covenants 88 was one of the greatest revelations ever given to man. So we can bet that there is a lot to study in this section. Joseph Fielding Smith also once said of section 88, this is a wonderful revelation. It covers so many things of vital importance to every member of the church. I wonder how many of us have read section 88. Do not stop by just reading this one section. Take it as your theme. There is nothing better. So let's start the study of this section. Let's start not just reading it, but really absorbing it and figuring out how to apply it to our lives by starting in verse 6. This verse, speaking of the Savior, says, He that ascended up on high, as also he descended below all things, in that he comprehendeth all things, that he might be in and through all things, the light of truth. Now there is a lot to take in, but first and foremost, I know I have shared this and cross-referenced this about a million times, but I love it. And I think that we live far below our privileges when understanding how the atonement of Jesus Christ can apply to our everyday life. And this scripture hints at that. It says that, yes, Christ ascended on high, but he also descended below all things so that he can comprehend everything. And the scripture that really helps us understand what that really means is Alma chapter 7, verse 11 and 12. Again, I know I've shared it a million times, but I absolutely love it. It says, And he shall go forth suffering pains and afflictions and temptations of every kind. And this, that the word might be fulfilled, which saith he will take upon him the pains and the sicknesses of his people. And he will take upon him death, that he may loose the bands of death which bind his people. And he will take upon him their infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that he may know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. So here, when Doctrine and Covenants 88 says he descended below all things so that he could comprehend all things, this is exactly what he's talking about. He descended below all. He felt all the affliction, all the pains, all the temptations, all the sicknesses. He experienced death, infirmity. He experienced our guilt, our sorrows. Every human experience that we have, he went through and chose to experience so that he could comprehend it better. The first part of verse 13 teaches us an amazing truth about the atonement of Jesus Christ. It says, Now the Spirit knoweth all things. So the Spirit could comprehend all of this, all of our pains, our sicknesses, our temptations. The Spirit could comprehend that. And in turn, the Spirit could have taught the Savior those things. This is what it feels like to feel guilt. This is what it feels like to feel sorrow or temptation. But the scripture says, nevertheless, in spite of the fact that the Spirit understands it, the Son of God suffereth according to the flesh, that he might take upon him the sins of his people. So even though the Spirit could have taught him, 
even though there were other ways for him to know and understand part of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Part of the suffering in Gethsemane was not just for our sins. It was for how we felt after we sinned. It wasn't just for our sins. It was for all the temptation that led up to that sin. It wasn't just for our sins, but it was for all the mental anguish and suffering that surrounds us and that is part of life. Because if he is going to stand as our mediator and our advocate and our judge at that final day, how better to understand and to judge honestly than to know everything that we were dealing with when we made the choices that we made and everything that we felt after we made the choices that we made and every little thing that led up to the choices that we make. He comprehendeth all things because he experienced all things. And because of that, it doesn't just make him the perfect mediator and advocate and judge. It makes him the perfect helper in those times of sorrow and trial and tribulation and guilt and sorrow. The scriptures say that he experienced those things so that he would know how to succor us. But succoring us means to run to us to run to our aid. And so because he experienced all of that, we can always turn to him for strength, for help, and for understanding. Elder Oaks once said, Our Savior fills and knows our temptations, our struggles, our heartaches, and our sufferings, for he willingly experienced them all as part of his atonement. Other scriptures affirm this. The New Testament declares that he himself has suffered being tempted. He is able to succor them that are tempted. Isaiah teaches, Fear not, for I am with thee. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee. All who suffer any kind of moral infirmity should remember that our Savior experienced that kind of pain also, and that through his atonement, he offers each of us the strength to bear it. In a different talk, Elder Oak said, Our Savior experienced and suffered the fullness of all mortal challenges according to the flesh, so he could know according to the flesh how to succor his people according to their infirmities. He therefore knows our struggles, our heartaches, our temptations, and our suffering, for he willingly experienced them all as an essential part of his atonement. And because of this, his atonement empowers him to succor us, to give us the strength to bear it all. My friends, we are able, I hate the word entitled, but I'm going to use it here. We are entitled to turn to the Savior in all that we experience. We are able to turn to him in our heartache, in our despair. We are able to turn to him in our temptations, our grief, and our guilt. We are able to turn to him because he understands in a perfect way how we are feeling, and he understands in a perfect way how to bless us, how to help us, and how to strengthen us in those moments of despair. In the hymn, Master, the Tempest is Raging, there's a verse that I feel like captures how so often we feel in those moments. It says, Master, With anguish of spirit, I bow in my grief today. The depths of my sad heart are troubled. Awaken and save, I pray. Torrents of sin and of anguish sweep o'er my sinking soul. And I perish, I perish, dear master. O hasten and take control. 
How often have we felt those desperate pleadings, anguish of spirit, bowing in grief, the depths of our sad and troubled hearts. But my friends, I testify that in those moments of hardship, trouble, sadness, grief, guilt, sickness, we too can turn to the Savior. We too can pray and say, waken and save. And because of him, through him, and by him, we don't need to perish. He, in his strength and glory, can exercise mercy, can exercise grace, can lend strength to our weakness, healing to our sickness, and comfort to our grief-stricken souls. That is his role as our Savior. He is able and mighty to save, not just from sin, but from all the things that would pull us down. If we will turn to him, if we will have faith and hope in his atonement and his grace and mercy, I testify of his power, not just to redeem, but to comfort as well. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media, subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.